Sometimes you have no clue how to respond to people when they say or do something awful. I address that and so much more on my other podcast, Love and Abuse, over at loveandabuse.com. Welcome to the Overwhelmed Brain, where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now. Hey, this is Paul Coliani, and I'm here to help you learn to deal with difficult people and tackle life's challenges without compromising who you are. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Always seek a professional for your mental health and well-being. I'm just going to jump right into a curveball for me. (laughs) I'm going to read an email that um, I haven't pre-read, I haven't looked at. And uh, let's see where we go with it because I I did actually did read the first sentence and I said, oh, I got to read this on the air because I want to address this. This person wrote, Hey, I'm writing to ask you a question for more clarity and validation. I was bullied growing up between 12 and 18. My bullies were people that uh, considered me friends. And so far, that's all I know. So I'm going to kind of go through this with you and I'll tell you my thinking on it. Uh, They consider me friends. Some of them my best friends. It made everyone comfortable bullying me without realizing they were in fact bullying me. I specify this because if I were to say I was bullied, every one of them would deny it and say that they were just playing. I had a close friend who I'd mentioned it to for over a decade just for her to validate me, but she would always say that they didn't know they were hurting me instead of simply validating me. Past two years have been eventful for me. I have grown so much to the point I cut out anything that hinders my growth and keeps me in the past, including old classmates that I kept in touch with. I let it slide because they didn't know they were hurting me. And so I think that's when when this person decided, you know what, I'm not letting it slide anymore. They finished by saying, I never was able to move on until I finally removed them from my life, which was out of the blue. But how do I stop feeling guilty? Well, you did throw me a curveball at the end. Because I thought you were going to say, and I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. I finally removed these toxic people from my life. So thank you for when you talked about that stuff, Paul. Thank you for your episodes. Nope, that didn't go the direction I thought. So this truly is a curveball. Thank you for sharing this. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through it for a decade. But I'm also very happy to hear that you uh, changed course and decided that you weren't going to keep these people in your life. So your question is, how do I stop feeling guilty? I wish you had said why you feel guilty. I know there's some assumptions that I can make. I feel guilty because we've been friends for so long, and uh, suddenly I just stopped talking to them. But why do you feel guilty? That's an important question Just because you're friends with somebody and you disappear, you ghost them. Yes, there might be feelings involved, but here's how I look at guilt. Guilt only comes to people that are compassionate and caring and are really trying to do the right thing and are respectful. And when you do something that you know might hurt someone else, I can understand that um, you might feel guilty for that. I felt guilty for things that I've done in the past that I knew were the right thing to do. I don't mind 
a little bit of guilt. Guilt to me, and this is stuff I've taught for the last decade myself, not that I'm saying that I'm right about this, but for me, my opinion about guilt is that it is a fleeting thing. It is a passing thing. Guilt should only and always be a passing thing. Yes, there are times where we should feel guilty. You did something wrong, you did something hurtful, and you didn't mean to hurt someone. So now if the guilt comes, okay, we should feel guilty for it. If it was unintentional or if they didn't deserve it. But so far, everything I've read doesn't really tell me that they didn't deserve it. But at the same time, what if they were just being kids? What if they were doing that? And you did say that, um, what did you say? Everyone said they would deny it and that they were just playing. But it's real. It was real to you. It's a very real thing. And kids can be very difficult sometimes and very hurtful toward each other, not realizing the impact it has on the other kids that they're being hurtful toward. Now, um, coming back to guilt being fleeting, guilt is a temporary emotion. Whether you believe that or not, or whether you think that should be true or not, that's fine. Whatever your thoughts on guilt are, are perfectly fine. But the reason I hold myself and believe that guilt should be a fleeting or temporary emotion is because you you do something when you feel guilty. You have to do something about it. You have to act in a way that makes up for what you believe you did. So when you feel guilty, that is a signal for you to do something about it. I feel guilty for what I did. What am I going to do about it? That's where I go. I feel guilty for what I did. What am I going to do about it? Now, I'm not saying this necessarily applies to this person who wrote, but I am saying that is how I get past guilt. I mean, there are things that I've done that I feel awful for. I've told this story a long time ago, but when I was in my 20s, I took my cats to a shelter and I don't know what happened to them. I was too stupid and immature and I feel really awful. And at the time, I felt really guilty because they didn't deserve it. And it's so scary. It saddens me to think of those two cats in the cage that I left them in. And I have no idea what happened to them. I'm very I'm tearing up now. I'm so sad that happened. But I had to get past the guilt and I held on to that guilt for so long until I finally realized what I needed to do. I needed to make up for that guilt. I needed to do something. I needed to move in the opposite direction of that guilt. So what can I do? I did what I believe to be the, the cure for my guilt at that time. Again, I, I still feel bad about what I did. I still feel hurt. I still feel sad. But I can't let the guilt stay because Guilt eats away at you, and when something eats away at you, you will eventually not be there anymore, at least not who you want to be in life. And it's very hard to survive holding on to something that eats away at you. And I realized that a long time ago, and guilt is one of those things that eats away at you, and it's so important to remove that guilt or diminish it or decrease it or make it disappear disappear 
doesn't mean that you shouldn't continue making up for what you believe you did. It just means we have to remove or somehow take away the guilt, somehow replace it with something else so that we can move forward and show up for ourselves and other people in a healthier way. Because holding on to guilt is a very bad idea. Now, there is a a time period that we should hold on to guilt, in my opinion. We should hold on to guilt for as long as it takes for us to learn our lesson and move forward. For example, on my Healed Being program, I help emotionally abusive people heal and change. And in my lessons, I say, you need to feel guilty. You need to feel guilty for a period of time. And I outline that period of time. And I say, because this needs to be your motivation to never do what you did before. Never be that person you were. You need this motivation. Plus, look what you did. Look what you did to that person. You did these things. You, you have to experience the pain, the guilt from doing what you did. You have to. I'm sorry, that's part of the healing process. It's a tough love program, but it does work because I remember I went through this myself when I was uh, trying to stop being hurtful to the people I loved. I had to go through that guilt and feeling guilty made me ill. It made me sick knowing how I treated some people in my life. And so that guilt is what helped me change. It, it is It is what helped me heal. And I needed to heal. I needed to change. I needed to be a different person so that I didn't hurt anyone else. And I wanted to be happier because being the person I was, I wasn't happy. So this leads me to my um, making up part, making up the guilt or making up for the guilt. What I decided to do Every time I feel guilty is, A, learn my lesson. I did something and I need to learn my lesson from this. So what's the lesson? I had to learn that. And B, go in the opposite direction of the guilt. What does that mean? That means doing something that um, puts me in the right direction instead of the wrong direction. So the right direction for me is forward. And how can I make up for what I did with somebody else or doing something different because sometimes the people that we have wronged or hurt aren't available anymore sometimes they're not in our life sometimes they've moved on sometimes they don't want to hear from us and uh, in my case there were people and animals i had to get past the guilt for how i treated my animals when i was younger and how do i do that so One of the promises, and this is my move forward part, this is my way of getting past the guilt, but not necessarily feeling bad because I'm going to feel bad for the rest of my life. For what I did, I'm going to feel bad for the rest of my life. I'm I'm going to own that. I'm going to be okay not being okay about that part of my life and what I did. It's just something I have to live with. I, I can't get past it because I don't know what happened to my cats. They could have been euthanized. They could have found a a very decent home and lived out their lives. I don't know. But that's not the point. The point is what I did. 
You know, I was a stupid 20 something year old who was immature and didn't know how to take care of animals and thought that's what you're supposed to do. If you can't take care of them, just take them to the shelter or whatever. So when I decided that I have to get over this guilt because it keeps eating away at me, I made a promise that the next animal or any animal that comes into my life, I'm going to treat like royalty. I'm going to take care of them no matter what it takes. I'm going to invest whatever it takes to make sure they have a happy, healthy life. And especially, I'm never, ever going to abandon them. And if that means I have to move into an apartment that doesn't take cats or dogs or whatever I have, that means I'm not going to move into that apartment. But what if I don't have a place to live? Then we're going to live in our car. I'm serious. I was that serious about this because of how I felt about what I did to my cats that didn't deserve it, to to beautiful animals that didn't deserve it. I needed to move forward from the guilt. And that was the best way I knew how is just to take care of animals like never before, like I'd never done before and love them and treat them again like royalty, treat them Uh, Just dote on them all the time and feed them the best foods and take them to the vet. All the things that I I would neglected before. And I love them. I, I mean, I put all my love into them. They are my family. And that's what I did. I, I kept that promise all my life. I am continuing to keep that promise, though I don't have any animals now. But believe me, my next animal in my life, I'm going to keep that promise. They will be taken care of until either I'm gone or they are, but they will be with me that entire period of time. That's my commitment. I had my cat for 20 years after, you know, this whole thing happened 20 years ago or 25 years ago. Now, I guess, uh, that cat came into my life and went through one, two, (laughs) third relationship, went through a few relationships, traveled across the country back and forth with me, I took that cat everywhere. He was my best friend. He was my buddy. So that was it. That was, I knew when I got this cat that it was going to be with me for its entire life. And he was. And um, I was with him until the day he died. I made that commitment. And I feel really good about how uh, I treated this cat compared to what I did in the past. And so that's how I was able to move past the guilt. Again, it doesn't take away that I feel bad. It doesn't take away that I wish I had done something different. But I had to move past the guilt because the guilt, it's like holding on to a radioactive rock. And the longer you hold on to it, the worse it gets and the worse you feel. I had to move past the guilt. So that was that promise in my life. I made another promise after my marriage ended. I said, I'm not going to get into another relationship until I figure out what I keep doing to destroy them. I'm not going to get into my next relationship until I heal. After my divorce was final, the first thing I did was sign up for a dating site. Okay, my divorce is final. Now I can date again because that's what brings me happiness. And I was on that dating site for a month and 
I asked myself, what the hell am I doing? What am I doing? This is one of my problems. Every time I get out of a relationship, I'm looking for my next relationship. That's how I lived my entire life. Every time I got out of a relationship, I looked for the next one because I believed that was my source of happiness. Happiness comes from another person. That was my belief. I believed that, which caused me to do the same behaviors over and over again unconsciously. I honestly believed that happiness came from being in a relationship. I mean, that was the totality of happiness for me. Happiness comes from being with another person. So when I'm not with a person, I have to find a person to be with. And so that was my belief system. And that's what drove me to do behaviors that kept me um, unhappy. Because I would get into my next relationship without questioning my belief system. What's there a question? This is how I've lived. This is how I'm supposed to be. This is where happiness comes from. Of course, this is all true. So after my divorce, something that shocked me, I thought marriage is supposed to last until one one or both of you are gone and this is how it's supposed to be for the rest of your life. That was my belief. So when that ended, I knew there was something wrong with my belief system because that's not how it's supposed to go. Even though there was a ton of evidence of my friends saying, oh, you shouldn't get married and you're going to get divorced and all that stuff I didn't believe. I believe that marriage will last when you find the right person and uh, you're compatible and everything goes right. But in my marriage, I thought, okay, if, if it's not going right, I'll just fix it. I was the problem because I was trying to fix it. I mean, that's not the only reason, but I thought that my method of fixing, I thought my tools for fixing were good. I thought they were good for both of us, but I was dead wrong. But I believed it. I believed that I knew how to fix things. I believed that happiness comes from being with another person. I believed a lot of things. And so when my marriage ended, I felt really lost. I felt really hurt. I felt really shocked but I didn't know what to do. And I said, well, okay, got to find my next relationship. But that was the problem, or at least that was the beginning of the problem because I never knew what life was like uh, being alone. So for the first time in my life, I told myself that I really need to be single. I have to get off this dating site and choose to be single for the first time in my life because I've never done that. I've never chosen to be single. What would happen if I did? What would happen if I chose to be single? And I chose that because I realized how much hurt that I was bringing into these relationships. And so the guilt I felt from hurting the people I loved, that was eating away at me. And I knew that if I got into another relationship and hurt those people too, it is going to make their lives awful and make me feel unhappy because As we hurt people we love, the relationship disintegrates and the love wanes and the disconnect grows and then suddenly we're no longer a thing. We're no longer together because nobody wants to be in that environment. And so I didn't want to subject the next person to my hurtful behavior. I was aware enough to know that I was being hurtful because after my marriage ended, I had a lot of time to think about it.
For the longest time, winding down at night felt like a Herculean task. I'd toss and turn for what seemed like an eternity. Then I discovered Soul. Soul is a game changer for my sleep routine. Founded by the dynamic duo Mike and Angie Lee, Soul's mission resonated with me. They've crafted natural alternatives to tackle the very issues that plague so many of us. Sleeplessness, stress, and pain. Let me tell you, Soul's best-selling sleep aid, Sleepy, has been a revelation. Over 6,000 customers, including yours truly, have found solace in Sleepy's ability to hasten our journey to dreamland. And I love the taste. I've tried blueberry lemonade, raspberry lemonade, and honey chamomile. And Soul isn't just about sleep. They offer a range of wellness products with and without CBD for stress relief, enhanced focus, and of course, pain relief. And if you're unsure where to start with Soul, they have a handy quiz to guide you to the right product. Plus, everything is organically farmed here in the USA and gluten-free. So if you're like me, longing for that sweet slumber, it's time to get the sleep you deserve. Head to GetSoul.com forward slash brain and use the code BRAIN for 20% off your order. That's 20% off your order using the code BRAIN. One last time, two words, GetSoul, S-O-U-L dot com forward slash brain and use the code BRAIN for 20% off. And we all know how important sleep is, so why not take care of yourself during waking hours too? Maybe you want to know what supplements to take or what diet is best. That's why I'm so glad I started on the Wild Health Journey, which is like getting your own personalized health care. I got my blood drawn and I'm now eagerly awaiting a chat with their doctor to fine-tune my health. It's not just about feeling good today, it's about a long vibrant life and at my age that's what i want i want to make sure i continue as long as possible wild health gets that they use your unique genetic makeup to tailor recommendations for nutrition exercise and more it is precision medicine at its finest since i've started with wild health my diet and daily habits have improved significantly i've even lost weight which i wasn't even trying to do and with their team of experts I feel like I've got a personal health coach right in my pocket. Wild Health is more than just a service. It's a commitment to your longevity. And Wild Health is generously extending the Overwhelmed Brain listeners 20% off the cost of membership with the code BRAIN. Head over to wildhealth.com forward slash brain. Use the code BRAIN at checkout and make this commitment to yourself. Start taking control of your health today. Go to wildhealth.com forward slash brain like i said i I signed up for a dating site right away thinking this is what i need to do and the fact that i changed my pattern i changed what i was going to do i wasn't going to find the next person to be with what i changed was choosing to be single And being okay with it and exploring what I wanted to do with my life uh, now that there is nobody around, nobody to say, well, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go on vacation there. I don't want to do that thing. I don't want to have that hobby in the house. (laughs) I don't want to do these things with you or see you do these things. There would be no objection. And I'm not saying that the people I, I was with objected to anything I did, but There's a different type of feeling when nobody is around and you can do anything you want. And I know some people are listening now saying, I've been single for too long. I don't want to be single. I understand that too. I understand that. I'm just sharing 
what I went through because I was always in a relationship and getting out of one. I mean, there were times where I wasn't in one, but during those times I was unhappy and I didn't think that was a, a good thing because the way I was trying to make myself happy was to find somebody else and they became the source of my happiness. And that's one of the ways I drained them. I can't be happy without them. I have to be with them. I was clingy and possessive in parts of my life and all kinds of dysfunctions and emotionally abusive behaviors. And so when my marriage ended, I decided, nope, I'm going to be single this time. And wow, did it feel different. I'm choosing to be single. And for those of you who haven't listened uh, or haven't heard me talk about how I met my now partner, my fiance, Asha, the very last day when I signed off, the, the day before I signed off for good of the dating sites, she uh, sent me a little message. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Uh, I noticed what you do for work and I'm interested in that. It wasn't even a, hey, um, you want to go on a date sometime? It wasn't that at all. It was just a very friendly hello. And um, I wrote back and said, hey, look, you know, I'm getting off these dating sites. I mean, I was totally straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting off these dating sites. Uh, I realized that I still have healing to do. I just got a divorce. Um, my business is tanking. I'm not making any money and I'm living with my mom. <laughs> and I just sent that off. It was the most honest I'd ever been. And it felt really good to be that honest. It felt really good to be that authentic. I was no longer trying to impress anyone because I was choosing to be single. So I sent her that message and I said, hey, you know, if you want to continue talking, that's great. But I just wanted to let you know, I'm not looking to date. She sent back a message, LOL. <laughs> it's so refreshing to hear someone be so honest. And uh, boy, that, that was amazing that she didn't run away screaming because I knew for a fact that that would drive her away. Knew for a fact that that would be enough to push somebody away a little bit of pushing I just I didn't want to entice her I didn't want to make her think that I was available I just wanted to be myself I just I was I was okay being single and I said this is me this is who I am this is where I'm at so I know you probably won't won't want to talk to me again this is a dating site and I have just told you I'm not going to be dating so I hope you find whoever you're looking for and from that point on, we wrote every day <laughs> and it took many months before I even considered or she even considered us being a thing, many months. So we stayed friends and I even asked her about how her dating was going and things like that. It was totally platonic and I was totally comfortable with that because I was happy just reflecting on my life and figuring myself out. And so I just wanted to throw that in there to tell you what happened in case you never heard that before. But uh, the day I decided that I'm getting off these sites the very next day, um, or it was the same day or something, she uh, wrote that message. And the very next day I signed out and never logged back into the dating site again, but we stayed in touch. And uh, this is where we are today. We've been together almost what nine years now. So it's been uh, amazing to start a relationship based on a healthy foundation of transparency and authenticity 
because I was able to share everything with her knowing that we wouldn't be together. <laughs> so I poured everything out, said, this is what my life is about. This is what I think about. This is who I am because I wasn't looking to impress anyone. So again, that was a side story. Let's get back to this person's message, which I know this person is saying, uh, when are you going to talk about this? It's a great question. How do I stop feeling guilty? So I gave you a couple pointers there, but you might be asking, well, how does that apply to what I'm going through or what I went through? I was friends with these people for years and years and years. The way I look at it, there's a fast way to get through this and uh, get past it. And then there's a slow way. <laughs> I think the fast way is just to be direct. Hey, sorry, we haven't talked in a while. I had some stuff to deal with. You know, when I was a kid, all the games that you say you were playing were actually very hurtful to me. And I had to figure that out because... I didn't want to be friends with somebody who never realized how much they were hurting me. I mean, these may not be your exact words, but I'm thinking if I'm in your shoes, what am I going to say if I run into them again? Or I really want to resolve this. This is the fast way. <laughs> it may not resolve anything, but it tells people where you are. You know, I was a kid and what you were doing and saying was hurtful to me. Now I'm almost over that, but it was very hard to continue as if nothing ever happened. So you may not understand that. You may not uh, think that what you did was harmful or hurtful, but it did. It hurt me. I had uh, a wounded ego. I, I felt even bullied. I felt intimidated. And so I had to figure that out. I had to work on that. And for the past Two years, I think what you said, uh, two years have been eventful. I've been grown so much to the point I cut out anything that hinders growth. Yeah, so for the past two years, I've done a lot of growing. And I, I feel bad that I had to cut you out because here I was acting like nothing was wrong, but it, it was bothering me. And so I needed to figure that out in myself. And I just wanted to share that with you. So what you thought might have been playful and just things that kids do it, it stayed with me and I needed to work on that. And I, I am working on that still. I mean, if that's the case, I'm still working on that. But I wanted to let you know why I ghosted you. And I, I feel bad for doing that because for the past decade, we've all been hanging out, but it still bothered me and I needed to work on that. So that's one approach. I don't even know if I would do that approach myself. I'm <laughs> just offering that out there, giving you sort of a, a foot in. But it's not necessarily what I immediately gravitate toward when I think about how I handle this. I'm a different person than most people. I actually just move on and don't talk to people <laughs> when I'm done with them. I'm done. I'm, I'm moving forward. That's one approach. Now, that approach assumes you want to keep some sort of connection or friendship with them. And I think you have to ask the real question to yourself. Do I even want that? Let's just say that they're fairly decent people now and they didn't necessarily realize how harmful their behaviors were back then. Um, let's just say that that's the case. They, they didn't know. Do you still want to have a relationship with somebody that uh, was in your life that played that role and they're going to continue to be in your life 
whether they admit to doing that or uh, finally see your point of view and actually apologize. I mean, let's put it that way. What if they do apologize? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was that impactful to you. I didn't know that my behaviors were so bad and I never thought of it. I'm, I'm so sorry. Does that make you want to hang out with them, see them again? Does it make it more weird? I think that's the kind of question you have to ask yourself or those questions. Does this change things if they're apologetic and they mean it? Because if it doesn't really change things, if you still feel awkward, then you're moving in the right direction. If you still feel uncomfortable with those people in your life or any one of those people in your life, the people that you've moved on and beyond from, do you still feel awkward if they are apologetic and they're honest about it? And, you know, what if one of them says, I had no idea. I am so sorry. I, I really want to make it up to you. Please, let's just talk about this. Let's just get it out in the open. How do you feel about that? Do you still want to hang out, hang out with this person? If your answer is yes, then my approach would be maybe suggested. Again, I'm not fully on board with that first approach. I mean, this is the fast approach. So if you say, yes, I would love to hang out with these people or individuals, certain individuals, then I would say then that would be a good way to approach it. The fast approach. Look, you know, I, I had to ghost you because X, Y, Z, when you say all this stuff. Now, the reason it's a fast approach is because you're probably going to get an answer that you really like or you really hate or you just don't like. Because what's going to happen is you're either going to get the answer of, oh, come on, you're still thinking about that? Totally invalidating, totally minimizing. You're still thinking about those times. That was like 10 years ago. My God, you got to grow up. Wow, if you got an answer like that, these are not your friends. They are not your friends. Friends should give you an answer like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I, I understand how serious this is to you now. I don't want to make you feel bad. And all this time you felt bad? All this time you believed that I was bullying you and you know what? I'm so sorry. Maybe I was. I mean, they may or may not admit to that, but if that's the kind of answer, I'm so sorry. I never want that to come between us. I never wanted that to be a part of today. I mean, I was stupid. I was a kid. I didn't realize how much it affected you. I am sorry. That would be a great answer. But that's the question, the follow-up question, which is, okay, they give you that answer. Do you still want that friendship? If you say, yes, I love these people or this individual, I love this person and I would love to be friends with them, then the fast approach may work because the fast approach gives you the answer you're either going to love or you're going to hate. But that's the scary approach. The fast approach is the scary approach because you know it's going to give you, well, it's going to tell you who they are right away. You'll find out who they are right away with the fast approach. So if you're on board with that, you can try it. Let me know. <laughs> now, what's the slow approach? 
The slow approach isn't something I'm necessarily telling you what to do because you're already sort of doing that. The slow approach is doing what you're doing now, eliminating toxic people and moving forward and uh, growing to the point where you cut anything out that hinders your growth. Like you said, you're not looking in the rear view mirror. You're not looking at old classmates that you used to keep in touch with. I'm just reading your message here. And um, what ends up happening is when you run into these people, you're civil, you're, you're nice. You say, how's it going? And if they say, hey, we're gonna, all going to go out to such and such. You want to come? You say, no, thanks. And what it does is it pretty much shows your boundaries. You're, what you're doing is you're exposing your boundaries to these people. Now, the slow approach is basically saying, I'm not really going to tell you what's bothering me, but it doesn't matter because I have chosen a different path in my life. And if you're my friends, you're going to honor that because let's just say that you say no to them. Hey, we're all going out to, to this place. You want to come? Oh, no, thanks. I got some other plans, but uh, thank you for the invite. What are they going to say? They say, what? what? You're a party pooper? What's wrong? How come you've been like this? What's your problem? Or are they going to say, okay, no problem. You know, if you want to head out sometime, let me know. I I'd love to hang out with you. You get to find out who people are when you show them your boundaries. You get to find out how they support you, uh, if they love you, if they care about you, if they care about your happiness. Because if they don't care about your happiness and they're only worried about how it affects them, I mean, we all do this. We're, we're all worried about how something affects us. But how do they support you? If you say no thanks, are they saying what's your problem? Or will they say, okay, no problem. No problem at all. If you want to hang out, give me a call. I'd love to hang out with you. I haven't seen you in forever. And then you check in with yourself. Hey, that was a nice transaction. Or I didn't like that transaction. So uh, I made the right decision. You made the right decision either way. For the last two years, you've been moving in a direction that has been making you happier, I'm assuming, and making you healthier mentally and maybe even physically. You're moving forward and you have to remember that people who care about you care about you being happy. They care about you getting what you want in life and moving in a direction that makes you feel better in life. People who care about you love that you care about yourself to do these things and they're going to show it. Now, I'm not saying that there might not be some contention when you bump into these people. Because I know some people are thinking right now, that person ghosted their friends. They disappeared. Of course, their friends are going to be upset. Like, what's wrong with you? What's their problem? That is something that can happen. It's like, we do our own thing. We move toward personal growth and trying to feel better in our lives. And we might do it silently. We might do it on our own. And nobody else knows what we're doing, or at least the people that we used to hang out with don't know what we're doing. And what happens to the people that we left behind? What are they going to think? What are they going to talk about? What are they going to say about me when I'm not in that group? It's going to happen. Whatever happened to Paul never shows up anymore. You'd think that he just fell off the face of the earth. In fact, I have a friend that... Um, I haven't talked to in a long time and he's reached out several times and I've not talked with him. He could be listening now. <laughs> I've not talked with him 
because I have also had certain thoughts and feelings that um, keep me going in the direction that I'm going. Not necessarily away from him, but towards something that I'm trying to accomplish in my life. Things that I want to do in my life and people that I want to be with in my life. Because who I was as a teenager isn't who I am today. I've kept in touch with no one from my high school. And I don't have those, quote, friends that I had back then. In fact, I look at the uh, class reunion and I see that 80% of the people in the class reunion are the ones that bullied me. <laughs> Why would I want to go to that? Why would I want to go there? And I know this is something that I've really fought with inside of my head. I know that most of them have probably grown up just like the just like the friends this person's talking about. They've probably grown up and those they aren't those people anymore. But they imprinted on me. They made an impression back then. And so I have no, it's going to sound mean, I have no use for them today because I've moved on. I've moved forward. I've done it a lot sooner than this person who wrote, but I've just moved on because why would I want to keep these people in my life when there's seven point something billion people out there that I could have another relationship with, have another friendship with? I don't have to have friendships with the people in that group that I went to school with. I don't have to have them. We have history together, but most of that history is negative for me. I don't appreciate that history. And when we're together, it would bring up that history and I wouldn't like it. Now, it doesn't mean that if I saw them on the street, I wouldn't say, hey, I know you, what's going on? I would actually be interested in finding out who they are today. And some of them I do I did get along with, but that whole um, the whole group of people isn't necessarily something I'm trying to reconnect with. But if I ran into any one of them today, I would be normal. <laughs> I would say, "Hey, how's it going? I haven't seen you since high school," and it wouldn't be like I was trying to rekindle any type of connection or make a new friend. It would be more of I'm going to monitor this and see what happens. Because I want to know who they are today. So if I just happen to bump into somebody that uh, used to bully me and they don't even realize they bullied me, but uh, they're that person in my life, I want to know who they are today. Because I guarantee you, if they call me the same name as part of their fun in reconnecting with me, I don't want to know them anymore. Hey, insulting name I used to call you. Oh, I see you haven't grown up. I'll give you one guess who was who in that little dramatization. <laughs> hey, insulting name that I used to call you all the time that I used to laugh about. How are you doing? Oh, thank you for calling that, me that insulting name because it uh, never hurt back then. I was just joking when I said I was upset about it. So um, thanks for reminding me who you are. Because some people don't change. And some people do. The good news about what this person wrote is that they got to know those people after the bully years. They got to know who they are. They got to know how they um, uh, behave and what they say and how they treat the person who wrote. They got to grow up with them beyond the times that this person wrote about. So 
That's another question is if you never got bullied, would you still like these people? If you never got bullied, would you still like hanging around these people? Would you still like having conversations with them? That is a question you can answer too. So coming back, I want to actually answer your question. How do I stop feeling guilty? And again, I don't have your specific reasons, but I'm going to assume it's because you feel like you may have abandoned these people. And if you feel guilty about that, my suggestion was to go in the opposite direction and make up for it. So the question then becomes, why do you feel guilty? Because I wanted to know that, but um, that is very important. I want you to outline why you feel guilty. I feel guilty because blank. What is the blank? Well, I feel guilty because I abandoned them. Why do you feel guilty? If that's the case, why do you feel guilty you abandoned them? Well, that's not me. I don't like to abandon people. So are you saying that when you, quote, abandoned them, they felt abandoned? Do, do you think they are thinking about how you abandoned them? And do you think they feel really sad and feel rejected and are highly insecure in themselves that they can't move on past it? And because you know that about them, that you feel really guilty about leaving them behind. I'm throwing in some very visual stuff because I want you to picture how they feel about you abandoning abandoning them. Because if I were to just take your message at face value, I would say it doesn't sound like these people reached out to you and said, hey, what's going on? Where are you? We miss you. I'm so sorry if I said something. Uh, let's get together again. It doesn't sound like they're reaching out to you. It just sounds like you moved on and they're not making a lot of effort to get back in touch with you, pull you back into their circle. But let's just say they were. Again, it comes back to the question, do I really want to hang out with these people? And if the bullying never happened, would I want to hang out with these people? I think if your answer is yes, I would. That's when the fast path is the most appropriate because it is, uh, I believe the right thing to do when you want people in your life to express what's going on in your mind and what's going on in your heart and the right people, those who love and support you are going to have empathy. They're going to want you to feel better about it. They're not going to act like children and say, Oh, we were just playing, you know, sorry, you feel that way. I'm not going to do that. But are they the right people? That's something you have to determine. And for my final thought on this, you have to remember that people who care about you, people who love you, people who want you to be happy will be so happy that you are happier. <laughs> They'll be so happy that you have cut out things that hinder your growth and keep you in the past. They'll be happy because they want to see you happy. That is a healthy connection. That is a healthy relationship. Somebody who supports your happiness cares about you. And I don't think you've ever said, Hey, you guys, here's the middle finger. So screw all you all. I don't think you're the person who did that. If you are, you got to definitely fill me in. <laughs> it's going to change my answer altogether. But <laughs> if you aren't, if you are the person that just kind of moved off and did your own thing and went forward in your own life and are doing things that make you happy. Wow. Stay on that path. Stay on that path that keeps out the toxicity from your life 
so that you can continue to move forward. And when you find out that somebody isn't there to support you and minimizes you and invalidates you, they're not the right people. And if they do those things, then you have zero reason to feel guilty. You did the right thing no matter what, especially if they are that way, then you should feel very grateful that you did this for yourself because who are you going to be if and when you run into these people again? Because it sounds like who you were wasn't ready for any relationship with them and just needed to get out of that situation until you were ready for it. And I see this a lot in uh, difficult relationships. The difficult relationship is something that continues like a romantic relationship. It continues day after day being difficult. Day after day, they are trying to get along, but they can't. Or one of them is trying to get along and the other one just doesn't put any effort into it. And so the day they split and separate and have time to think on their own and be with themselves is the day they realize what they were doing. Oh, I was doing these things and maybe I shouldn't have. Oh, I definitely was doing awful things and I shouldn't have done those things. Now I understand. Now that we've been apart, I finally understand what I was doing. And now I know what I need to work on. Because sometimes we're with people and we stay the way we are because we're with them. And I'm not blaming those people for us being the same. But if we don't like who we are and we get away from people that we feel are keeping us from who we want to be, then we may need to move forward. And again, every step you take to move forward in your life, to evolve who you are at the deeper level, at the deepest psychological level especially, is a step in the right direction for you so that you can be the best version of yourself whether you reconnect with these people or not. So to the person who wrote, if you choose to reconnect, wait until you're ready. That's my final piece of advice. Wait until you're ready to reconnect so that when the subject comes up, you feel really comfortable in yourself. You can say things like, no, I, I chose not to hang out anymore because I still had issues that I was dealing with. You know, you said that uh, you were just playing back then, but I still had to deal with that. I still had to deal with those issues because I took it as bullying. It felt bullying. And quite frankly, it was. And you don't see that and that's fine. I wish you did, but I'm in a better place today. So we can talk about that if you want, <laughs> or we can go our separate ways and I wish you well. Because when you work on yourself, you can show up as the person you really want to be inside and you can feel confident in who you are so that when you do meet people from your past, you don't automatically regress into an older form of yourself. Because that's what happens. We meet people from our past and suddenly we are who we were when we were back then. And if we didn't necessarily feel good back then, we're not going to feel good again. So you're doing all the right things and someday maybe you will be ready to reconnect with them or not. Because there are billions of other people in the world that you could be friends with. doesn't always have to be high school friends. And sometimes it can be, but only when you're ready. So you're doing the right thing. Thank you for sharing this. I hope 
something I said helped you. I appreciate you listening. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. I want to thank our patrons this week. These are the financial backers of the show. Chris, Wanda, Dilek, Victoria, Maria, Sally, Heather. Thank you so much for your financial support. They valued the show and wanted to give back because they could. And I am very grateful they did. And if you value the show, head over to moretob.com and you'll find ways to do that over there. Thank you, patrons. I appreciate all of you. I read new names every week. Stay tuned. And for a show on how to deal with difficult relationships, head over to loveandabuse.com. I tell you how to navigate those difficult relationships. And if you know you're the difficult one in the relationship, head over to healedbeing.com. I have a comprehensive program that deals with that and will help you feel better in yourself and uh, others will feel better too when you go through your changes. That's healedbeing.com. And finally, thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in the overwhelmed brain. And for my final words, I just want to read one sentence out of that message I got today. They wrote, "Um, I was never able to move on until I finally removed them from my life. That says it all right there. If you aren't able to move on, no matter who the people you're connected with are, No matter what relationship you have with them, if you feel stuck that you can't move on, I believe there's two ways to address that. The first way is the fast way. Hey, you know, I can't um, hang out with you anymore because every time I do, I have these feelings. Every time I do, I think about what you used to do to me and it really affects me. So I can't do it. That's the fast way. (laughs) It's direct. It's confrontational. But you get to find out how they respond. Or we could just move on. Either way is okay with me. We could just move on. I have moved on from relationships in my life and been okay with it. Because, and you know, I get it. You feel guilty because why aren't you calling me back? What? Where, where did you go? You disappeared. Why don't you ever want to talk to me? I'm at a place today where I feel very good if I ran into that person or they reached out to me, I could handle the conversation from a healed place. I wouldn't be stuck in that past anymore. I wouldn't be the old me. I would be the person I am today. Oh, I got this call out of the blue from this person I used to hang out with and I decided not to hang out with them anymore, but they want to hang out again. Okay. I'll go hang out with them and see how it goes. Maybe they have changed. Maybe they haven't. But if they haven't changed, I have no problem saying, well, that doesn't work for me. That's where I am today because I took the time I needed to heal. I took the time I needed away from the people that uh, I felt might have been hindering my progress. And maybe they weren't. Maybe it was all inside of me, which, which it is. It's all inside of you, but sometimes you do have to remove components of your environment and relationships that hold you back from being who you want to be. And when you do, you get into a space that allows the fog to lift. It gives you clarity because what ends up happening when you don't get away from certain people and certain environments is that you're always around the same stimuli. And what that means is If you have negative associations, it's very hard to get away from a mindset of negativity because you're always around the same negative associations. 
How do you think differently? You might have to get away from certain people in certain environments. You might have to change it up, change the scene so that the fog can lift, so that you can think clearly, so that you can build yourself anew or strengthen what needs strengthening inside of you or heal what needs healing inside of you while away from what was holding you back. Even if they weren't doing it on purpose, even if they were different people, you still felt like something about this situation or person was holding you back so you needed to move forward. Sometimes you just have to do that and never feel guilty for trying to improve yourself and trying to become the best version of you. No matter what, always keep an open mind because that's how you step into your power so that you can create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve. You are powerful beyond measure. And above all, and this is something I absolutely know to be true about you, you are amazing. <laughs>